eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. Joel has been absolutely amazing. He was amazing again tonight. I saw an interesting uh, tweet from, uh, I think it was Bleacher Report, where they put together their all-star team predictions. And it's kind of a way to get into the discussion of where you think he's ranking right now. But it was actually a pretty compelling, more of a compelling question than I thought. So they were saying the starting five all-star teams that they had to guess right now would be on the East. Donovan Mitchell, Halliburton, Giannis, Tatum, Durant. Now, they have to start two guards, I believe, which is a dumb and antiquated rule that should definitely be changed. It should only, it should just be the five top votes, vote getters that start. But regardless, if it comes down to Giannis, Tatum, Durant, or Embiid, the idea of Embiid not starting in the all-star game seems foolish to me. And I know we're a way out from it, but they're all playing so great. Embiid's playing so great. I kind of just want your take on where do you think Embiid ranks in the East hierarchy right now? And on a second level, you know, does he deserve to start over Giannis, Tatum, and Durant? Uh, so, I would say this. I think right now I would start him over Giannis on that team. Like if you're just asking me to pick, because the Bucs have actually been on a pretty extended slump. Not an extended skid, but they've definitely, they've played poorly recently. And with Middleton not being healthy, which we mentioned when we were doing power rankings, that has had a material effect on the team. And Giannis has had some big stat lines in certain games, but when I've watched them, he has not been like, the Giannis that we've, you know, come to appreciate over the years as basketball watchers. So if you were just saying who's playing the best right now, I think Joel has clearly been better than him recently. Now, whether that means he's more valuable than him or is going to be better in the playoffs than him, all that, whatever. But in terms of an all-star game, like the guy leading the league and scoring and who essentially like carried this team almost by himself, to a top five defense like that to me says that Joel deserves that. I I don't think you can bump either of KD who's been unbelievable recently and personally beat the bucks himself the other day. Speaking of and, and is KD 
mean, <laughs> like and he's right. KD. I mean, he has. Yeah. Also, like, don't want to watch Giannis in an All Star game. I also don't yeah. like that. Probably holds true with Joel a little bit too. But one thing I think you've seen that I think is really fascinating in uh, the All Star games Joel has played in. When it gets down to like end game situations and he's available to play in those games, he the one year he got a, a COVID exposure from a barber oh, and right. didn't get to play. Yeah. But the one year he played in the game, they basically just completely deferred to him yeah. in crunch time. And I always find that such an interesting barometer of like respect level in the league, but also like what is our best chance to get a bucket and who's the guy who can get us a stop and Joel being that guy on both ends for that team that year. Maybe that says something about the other guys who are out there on the floor with him. It also says a lot about him, right? Like the, the he's respect level. Yeah. Well, and just the respect he has from guys who are, these are all like the most decorated players in the NBA together. So I think that says a lot about, you know, the, the fear that he can inspire in other teams. So, you know, I think he deserves one of those five spots. I don't know if he'll make it because I think the problem he faces is that those three guys, Giannis, KD, and Jason Tatum, probably all more popular than him at this point. And that's like the fan vote is what decides most of that. Um, I also don't know if he's going to win either the player vote or the uh, the media vote there. So I I tend to agree with the prediction, but I, I personally think he should probably make it over Giannis. I'll, I'll say this. Embiid not starting in the All-Star game would be dumb. Just dumb. <laughs> it's, it's his only way to put it. It would be dumb. He is one of the most popular players in the league. Now, the problem is, to your point, you're going against Giannis, who is also one of the clearly most popular, well-known players in the league. You're going against Durant, who is, you know, wherever you want to put him, top whatever of all time, one of the best-known players of the last however long he's been in the league. So it's not like we're talking about bouncing him out against Al Horford, you know, one of those years. Like Embiid is right there with those guys, I think. Yeah. I would probably, and this is so funny because my friends call me an Embiid hater and they always joke how much I love Tatum. I might bump Tatum if I had to pick just because I think all-star games at the end of the day are about not only who's the best, but who do the fans want to see? And I get your point about the fan vote. But Embiid not starting, Embiid coming off a bench would be the an embarrassment for the NBA, especially <laughs> if, and I get the guard rule, Halliburton starting in the All-Star game over Embiid is dumb. Like something, And he's having a great year, but yeah, it's like, it's year. just, it's dumb. Well, it's like when uh, Harper didn't make the All-Star game, I think the first year he signed with the Phillies or the second, like, I don't care what his batting average is. He's Bryce Harper. He's in the All-Star game. He was on the posters for the All-Star game and he wasn't at it. Like some things just have to be common sense. So Embiid will be there, obviously. But I think, and we've talked about this actually with his potential trade demand, whatever. He's reached a point in the NBA where he's on the same level as Giannis Durant. And I Tatum is probably there, probably right there. But I, I think Embiid is actually in the hierarchy of power and stars and accomplishments to an extent, maybe ahead of Tatum. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Well, so I, I think the interesting thing will be how do the players and the media vote on that? Mm-hmm. Because I think I think the media will definitely vote Giannis in. And sure. I think the I think the players maybe not. I like I he's always an interesting one where you know he gets all the love from people who watch the games as fans, a lot of the media who like two-way guys, whatever, but they can fall into the players are a lot of times are in that like bucket boy mentality. And he's just not that. That's my mentality. But that's also why. So in Tatum's case, that's a guy that players love. Yeah. And because his team is so good, he's also going to get a ton of media support. I think Durant is also an interesting case where I wonder how much the media dings him for the off season trade request. Like it's a stupid thing that like, Clearly, it's they're not suffering for it now. And honestly, yeah. the fact that he put pressure on the organization, probably a big part of why Steve Nash got fired, and now their season has completely turned around. So in a weird way, he actually helped his team with a trade request. So, yeah. But there will be people who say, you know, I don't want to vote for that guy for all-star, all-NBA, MVP, whatever it is, simply because – he put in a trade request. And so that's going to be an interesting fight with the media. And that'll be a big point of contention. If anything happens there, Joel obviously has to deal with the, uh, the games played stuff. It's always the fun, even if he doesn't lose that many games to injury or illness, his games missed are always more significant than, uh, you know, Jokic or whoever else. Well, dude, let me say this. If Jokic wins a third trade MVP, I mean, <laughs> I would say I respect Jokic a lot, but if he wins a third straight MVP, that's just borderline criminal. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so two questions off the Embiid thing before we move on, because I want to ask you about Maxi coming back. One would be just quickly, if you had to rank Durant, Giannis, Tatum, and Embiid in terms of NBA hierarchy, like power, skill, accomplishments, I think it's a very interesting foursome. Like, how would you rank them? I don't know if I would have a ranking and i love to rank stuff but i'm curious where, where am i at. insane if i put durant last at this yes point? just because yeah, he's insane. well because yeah. he's he's older i don't trust him as much defensively and also that boston series last year they kicked his ass like those guys just fucking wiped him up and down yeah, the but floor. He's Kevin and Durant. i mean he's he couldn't get he couldn't move like he couldn't get by those guys and that's like that matters that's that's a first round playoff series loss where Kevin Durant did like almost nothing. Well, to be fair, for what it's worth, he went up against a team that eventually won won the He East. did, but and I know it's his way. fault that he was that low, but I'm just saying it wasn't like, you know, the Hawks, not not to touch a sore subject for Sixers fans, but it wasn't, you know, like he didn't lose to some fraud team. I think Durant has to be, I think it would probably go, if you take into account current skill, Giannis, Durant, and Bede Tatum. That's probably fair. I but I I honestly think I'd slide Durant to the bottom just because right. I you put Giannis one. I think Giannis is one just because he has the the better resume and all the other stuff. I I think Tatum and Bead is is an interesting. I I like Embiid as a two way guy more, but if you're mm-hmm. talking about like we see it in the late game stuff. Tatum is just a guy you can give the ball to and he's just going to shoot you out of a lot of bad stuff. And he can also handle the ball and do all that. You don't have to get him the ball at his spots. It's just like you cross half court, he has the ball and he'll figure it out. And I like, I agree with you in that sense. I know we 
disagree on a bunch of stuff. That is just a better way to navigate crunch time than yeah. trying to play through a big guy. It's just so much harder to play through a big guy. So if you're talking about splitting hairs, I would probably lean Tatum there. But two-way body work, I like him beat better. Overall, overall, we agree. No Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, like you can't, he cannot, <laughs> he cannot start in the All-Star game as good as he's been. You have to redo the rules to the best five guys in the most five. Well, that's been a glaring problem for yeah. years. Positionless basketball. Um, do you think, so Embiid, uh, pro football, uh, wow, pro basketball reference, does a thing where they rank the 10 guys they think are most likely to win the MVP. And maybe not two weeks ago, he wasn't in the top 10. Now he's number two. I haven't seen after tonight. He's only behind Jokic. Do you think he has a legit chance to win it, or do you think the fact that he's come so close a few times could potentially ding him in his chances of winning it? I think it's going to ultimately depend on the standings. Like So many guys are having great years that this is probably going to shake out to which one was able to you know, lead their team to the top. Because separating Joel from... Luca and Tatum and Giannis yeah. and like they're just so many and Jokic but Jokic I feel like the, the Nuggets would have to win like 50 of their last 55 Dude. games or whatever for them to <laughs> fucking for him to win the MVP, MVP man I I can't I mean I look the dude the puts up crazy anybody yeah he's so he good puts up crazy numbers he's so good for an irrelevant and, like, team that never accomplishes anything he's a Whatever. He's gone to more conference finals than Joel has. Just he has. I mean, it was in the bubble, if I'm not mistaken. It was. But but look, again, I've been very critical of Joel's uh, you know, postseason stuff. I'm just saying Jokic is not worthy of being in NBA history as a three-time MVP. Well, that I agree with. You can't matter that much in the league. You, you, you talk can't about make him a guy who's won three yeah. straight MVPs. That's just not acceptable. Yeah. He's but. irrelevant. He's irrelevant to me in terms of like when you talk about the NBA, what really matters, no one's ever like, well, what about the Nuggets? Besides Actually, that one year. Who, I think the last guy, I might be mistaken, I think the last guy to win three straight MVPs might be Larry Bird, which might be like a white privilege thing. I was going really to say, Steve Nash, Steve Nash got it twice in a row. He got he? twice, but he's never won. Okay. Uh, Three consecutive MVPs, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Larry Bird. So Larry Bird wow. was the last guy to do it. Yeah, and Jokic is not in the category. Of Clear, clearly guys. in the category with those guys who are like three yes. all-time, all-time great. And all-time winners for what it's worth. Jokic, yeah. the Nuggets are never going to win anything. Well, Wilt was not really an all-time winner. He got a couple, but that was more uh, Bill Russell all-time winner right. for sure. Well, Wilt's and also Larry kind Bird. of made up fiction i mean his numbers like i i hate when i see like a sixer stat and it's like Embiid has scored the most 40 10 whatever and he, he's done it you know 15 20 times and it's like well wilt's done it 75 times it's like then he didn't really do it you know like 75 <laughs> times in a third number it's like when he averaged what i don't know 30 rebounds a season it's like that's not really happening. but yeah. well wilt is like the paul bunyan of the nba yes <laughs>